Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. racist (laughs) (laughs) welcome back once again to bread and circuses podcast i am rooster here with crow hello how you doing crow pretty good so that was a crow creation is that what we call it i like it yeah you just come up with that i did i pulled that right out of your ass did you that's not where i keep that stuff (laughs) i keep it in my i keep it in my uh thought wallet (laughs) my my idea purse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, can mm-hmm. I get some shit off my chest? Yes, you can. I am a huge baseball fan, as you know, and I'm I'm not going to stop watching Major League Baseball, but I'm over this fucking woke bullshit that they're doing. So, based on the Georgia election law that Georgia put into place, which obviously nobody on the left has read because it... It's very pro, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's very uh, pro anti-disenfranchisement. How's that? Ooh, nice. I'm using a lot of words. Yeah. Very lefty of me. So it expands voting. Is like a double negative in there? Yes, there was. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't a double negative. It was a uh, double, oxymoron. Double, po- oh, double positive. Yeah. Du- no, it was, a, it was one of each. It <laughs> like canceled itself out. Uh, so... Now you threw me off. Um, so it's it expands voting early voting to like 17 days. New York has 10, I think. Colorado has 10. These are significant for reasons I'll get to in a minute. Um, so it expands early voting. It allows you to cast an absentee ballot for no reason whatsoever. Um, it uh, expands the hours of the polls. It allows counties to add an extra Sunday and an extra Saturday to voting. There is nothing about this that'll, that uh, signals disenfranchisement of people of color and voting. Except the left is freaking out because guess what? Absentee ballots have to be signature matched. And we mm. just can't have that can't. because, you know... Uh, them's colored peoples. They can't get no identifications. Well, well you know, it's here, stupid. And here's the problem: we all know that black people they never sign their name the same twice. Yeah, they it's never like do. lightning never strikes twice. Black people well, never sign their name the same twice. Well, yeah, and they it, for. Let's, I mean, that's what I hear. Uh, well, I hear the left telling me that quite honestly, they can't even sign their names. Oh, yeah, and okay. they can't. They can't. It's hard enough, according to the left, to, for them to find where the polling places are let alone get well, there. Yeah, and Rooster, don't give me this bullshit that they have to have ID to buy booze. They just steal it anyway. Yeah, abs- that's what the left is telling us, you know? So, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, so Major League Baseball decided uh, that they're going to get wokey and go brokey. <laughs> so they said, oh, well, we can't have that, so uh, we're pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Well, uh Atlanta is the largest city and the capital city of Georgia, I believe, if my uh, eighth grade geography class serves well. I went to public school, so I'm not sure. Um, and Atlanta has an extremely high population of black people. So if you're going to pull the all-star game out of Georgia to punish the state legislature in Georgia for making a law that you think is unfair to black people— do you think it makes sense to pull your game out of the city in that in that state that is predominantly black people? And 
may cost the city as much as $100 million in tourism. Sorry. So not real smart. But here's the funny thing. So they're going to move the All-Star game to Colorado. Okay. That game is played on July 13th. Do you think that they're going to have that thing ready by July 13th? No. No. Here's another thing. To get these games, these cities, whether it's the Super Bowl or anything like that, because um, it's not like the World Series or uh, the Stanley Cup Finals or the NBA Finals or anything. It is played in a predetermined city. Those cities have to lobby for years to get that game in there because it's picked like three, four years ahead of time. I think it's three. Um, they have to give the the uh, the league. This happens with the Super Bowl and uh, MLB. I don't know if it happens in the NBA or the NHL. They have to give them uh, breaks on their hotel rooms. They have to agree to not charge them local sales tax for a lot of stuff. Uh, they're shutting down certain streets so these guys can have their venues and everything. So they invest a substantial amount of money to get these games to come to their town in the hopes that it generates, you know, millions of dollars. And because the state legislature decided that they wanted to, if you read the bill, make voting more fair for everybody um, and even allow the drop boxes, but the drop boxes have to be monitored now. You yeah, know. there has to be a chain of custody. Yeah. Well, that's, mean, that's racist. That's, that's racist! That's bad for black people, apparently. Of course. So Major League Baseball has decided to pull out of this. I think the city of Atlanta is going to sue the ever-loving shit out of yeah. MLB. And they're going to win. Mean, aren't they contractually obligated at this point? I think so. But the, there's no <clears throat> there's no laws that were broken. There's not, nothing like that that happened. And we're not talking about like when the NCAA pulled out of North Carolina over the bathroom thing. You know, um, but anyway, the trans bathroom thing. Anyway, so I mentioned Colorado, obviously where it's going. Colorado has more strict laws when it comes to voting now than Georgia does. And by the way, in Colorado, you have to show ID to vote. Yeah. And you've always had to show ID in Georgia to vote, by the way. New York has 10 days, like I said, uh, of early voting. Um, New York is where Major League Baseball's headquarters are. Augusta National, which is one of the most prestigious courses in the entire country, possibly the world, golf course. Um, long history of segregation. They didn't allow black people. I, I think they still don't allow women, which is fine, by the way. Hey, guys can have a club, too. Yeah. Um, uh, so guess who belongs to that club? Rod, Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner. Now, if Rob had any principles... Don't you think Rob would resign from Augusta National? Because it's in Georgia. And if you're going to pull your all-star game out of there, you certainly can't dirty your hands belonging to a, a golf club that would not allow women and only recently have let colored people in, you know. Yeah, but uh, with one thing we've learned over the last couple of years is that the doctrine of woke does not have to make any sense. I know. That's my point. Yeah. So. I mean, it's gotten so bad that they're just – absolutely blatant about it they used to be try to they used to try to be sneaky and insidious and kind of behind the scenes and like like double speak and means but now it's like no they're gonna lie straight to your face and say then gaslight you and say no i never said that and then you'll be like you'll say here's the quote and you're like no didn't didn't happen that way you're you're remembering that wrong and by the way i'm just using uh the colored people thing as a southern colloquialism anyway that's well, not how I what, you should to... say people of color yeah exactly i don't get it um but so uh <clears throat> So the hypocrisy of this goes even farther. But so Delta Airlines, which is based in Atlanta, decided that, uh, you know, maybe they should do something about this. And they looked into it and they went, you know what? This this thing actually makes sense. It good. OK, yeah, uh -oh. it works. They fucked up. They fucked up because two days later, the woke crowd had gotten a hold of them and they came back and said, yeah, it's really not cool. We're not going to do it. Yeah, the the loud, the squeaky wheel minority spoke up and they, they caved. So do you know what the state legislature in Georgia did? They said, oh, look, we see you get millions of dollars in tax breaks. If you're going to shit all over us, guess what you don't get anymore? Good. Yeah, so they took that away they from us. They need to start fighting back. Conservatives and, and, and um, companies that aren't woke, they need to fight back and they need to not allow 
like any aspect of woke bullshit to get into your company. No pe- and that means like, yes, I am all for gatekeeping, keeping these motherfuckers out. Well, they do that to the conservatives. Yeah, damn right they do, and they're good at it. Yeah. And we need to be good at it too. Well, it's like Obama said, uh, when they punch, punch back twice as hard. Yeah. So Higher ground shit only works to a certain extent if, if you've got an honorable opponent. Yeah. So uh, once again, and I'm, I get uh, – I get nervous every time I sort of promote Dan Crenshaw a little bit <laughs> because, you know, it's like this don't meet your heroes thing. You know, yeah. don't put them on pedestals. Like mine keep getting picked off left and right. And I know you hate him. <laughs> so I do not hate Dan Crenshaw. Damn it. Yes, you do. You I, have, can't stand I have concerns, but overall, I like the guy. You said that eye patch wearing motherfucker. Yeah, but I still like him. No, you don't. You said you hated him. I you and you even said the whole eye thing is fake. Yeah, I've seen him switch his eyes. Yeah, switch the patch. <laughs> Watch everybody, pay attention. He'll switch it every so often. See if you're paying attention. I am. Okay, we're not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> anyway, he uh, so United Airlines, which is based in Texas, I believe, jumped in on this. They're like, "Yeah, go Delta." And Crenshaw fired back with, "He goes, you make people show ID to get on a plane." That is literally your policy. Shut up. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. Now, Marco Rubio, who's that little uh, finger in the wind, um, I really don't like Marco Rubio. No. Because he only shows his spine when Marco Rubio is the guy who, like, gets in a fight and says, you're lucky my friends are holding me back. Hold me back. Mm -hmm. You know? While he's wearing fancy boots. Yeah, exactly. Man, Chris Christie just <laughs> took him out in that debate. Oh, my God. That was brutal. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, he's jumping in saying, well, I assume Rod Manfred's going to dump his Augusta National uh, membership, right? And he's just hammering him about that. And this is never going away for them. It's just not. And it's nice to see conservatives sort of start to fight back. I would have never thought that the uh, Georgia legislature was going to take away the tax breaks for, for those guys. Yeah. Well, not only is are they fighting back or pushing back, some of, some of the uh, liberal media is actually getting miffed that they're not uh, getting the access or getting the answers they want, and they're not, you know, they're getting, they're being dismissed by this administration, and there's only so far they can, they can take that, uh, you know, to that hit to their ego. So uh, according to the New York Post... Uh, Jim Acosta will not be ignored, yeah. sir. Uh, Saki forced to answer for Biden Pinocchios over Georgia election law claims. So this is a New York Post article. And it goes, uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on Monday was pres- uh, pressed by both liberal and conservative members of the media about President Biden's opposition to a new Georgia voting law after he earned Pinocchios from fact checkers for making false statements. Um, so Biden last week urged Major League Baseball to relocate its July All-Star game from Atlanta in protest and the MLB took the advice. Outraging Republicans who say the law was inaccurately portrayed and attacked. Biden was awarded for Pinocchios by the Washington Post, which you, Rooster, brought up last um, last podcast. Um, and that New York, the Washington Post didn't endorse his candidacy, too. Um, they did? They did. Yeah, that's uh, so everybody knows. That's Jeff Bezos' paper. Yeah, and so the fact that they're doing that right now shows you that, you know, the tide might be turning just a bit. Uh, so there, this article goes on to say what Rooster was just saying, that it's not, that it bol- all the shit they've been saying is all bullshit. Uh, so Fox News reporter B- uh, Peter Ducey asked Psaki at her daily press briefing Monday about Biden's inaccurate remarks, including during the ESPN interview in which he voiced support for boycotting Atlanta. And here's a quote. Is a president going to change the way he talks about the new Georgia voting law? Because in that interview you referenced, he said the law would end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off. And he said it would end voting hours early so people couldn't cast their votes after their shift is over. But the Washington Post gave that claim for Pinocchios because that part of the law gives counties the option to extend voting hours, Ducey said, end quote. Uh, So Saki replied, quote, fundamentally, the president doesn't believe it should be made harder to vote. He believes it should be easier. That's not an answer. That right there did not answer that question. It just more pablum and nonsense. There's there's one line in this I really need to object to, though, where it says liberal and conservative. It says liberal members and conservative members. It's conservative member. 
Peter oh, yeah, Doocy yeah. is the only yeah. one who ever. She goes, and this bill makes it harder to request and, and return an absentee ballot. It collapses the length of Georgia's runoff election, making it, making it harder for large jurisdictions to offer early voting. It imposes rigid new restrictions on local officials' ability to set polling hours to suit the needs of voters in their county. These are pieces of the bill. So his view is that we need to make it easier and not harder to vote, and we will continue to be what he advocates for. There are three and a half lies in yeah. her statement. The only thing she's not lying about is it is harder to return an absentee ballot. Yeah. Simply because you have to match your signature. And by harder, uh, negligibly harder. Yeah, you have to have your signature matched. A different reporter, Caitlin Collins of CNN, asked Saki the follow-up question. The president does acknowledge that the new law doesn't change Election Day voting hours, right? To that, Saki said, appearing to repeat the claim that earned Biden the Pinocchios, she, quote, says, it also doesn't expand them for early voting. It makes early voting shorter. So there are a lot of components of the legislation he's concerned about, and that's what he's expressing. So she just straight up lies to their faces, lies to our yeah, faces. Yeah, but all of these spokespeople are PR people. But uh, Kaylee McEnany didn't lie to your face. That's true because Kaylee McEnany is one tough bitch. She's awesome. Yeah, I just saw her on the Greg Gutfeld's show. Yeah, uh, she needs to be. She needs to have a show. She's, she does. She is. Quick. Did you Did you watch Greg Gutfeld's show? Because she said right on there three times about the show she has. Does she? Yeah, she's oh. like on the five now. Oh no, but like her own show, like well, the mean, Talking Head show. I guess the five. That's pretty good to have her on that. Yeah, but, um, or not the five. The um, outnumbered. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, that's like a rotating cast, though. Yeah, but I think she's going to be one like of the one main of the regulars. People. Jen Saki, obviously, like you said, this is what they're they sh- they're supposed to do. She's just not very good at it. Well, she's really good at just double speak, but yeah, but it's like she, you can tell right away she's like you didn't answer that you just pivoted to something completely. But she she did say no 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 he didn't tell he didn't compel them to do it which is true, except she's implying that he just said that would you know hey he supports it is what she said yeah. no he pretty much said that's what they should do, and what's funny is I've heard a couple different sources from this. Um, I forget his name, Clay uh, Clay Travis. He's got OutKick, uh, which is a competitive uh, sports network to ESPN. It's sort of up and coming. And um, he was talking about how there are surveys within the players that they don't want to be involved in this. They don't want to have anything to do with this. Now, I've heard other surveys that say, no, the players think it's the right thing. The difference, I think, is the one they, the ones they say they think it's the right thing it, they've surveyed black players. Black players are like less than 10% of the of Major League Baseball anymore. Major League Baseball is predominantly Latin American and South American players. You know, and Caribbean countries and stuff like that. They don't give a shit. They don't live here. They don't care. You know? I mean, they they spend the season here and then they go home to their countries. I'm just at the point where you got MLB, um, NFL, these big companies, Coke and whoever else, and they're basically saying to us, to the people that voted Trump or the just conservative voters or, or people that think it's it's good to have, um, you know, uh, ID for voting, you know, just simple things like that. They're saying that we're bad people and that they're, they're out there saying, hey, you know, we're, we're going to try to. Uh, we're going to try to meddle in elections for for these kind of issues that you support, but buy my product, and we need to stop. See, I don't really think that's what it is. I will, I'll disagree with you there. I don't think that people who are running these companies are trying to insert their politics into it. It it appears that way, but I think what they're trying to do is get out ahead of the online feedback from the Twitter people who are going to be outraged over it. Because Twitter is mostly lefty, hardcore lefty, and mostly um, people who are very politically active, you know. But it's only like 5% of the entire population. I think these companies are getting infiltrated with a bunch of uh, woke motherfuckers. It's just like the military is getting that, too. We got to, oh, what do you, what do you, we got the Department of Wokeness now in the military? What is yeah, it? Yeah, but you again, know? you have to learn to separate. So we both have a lot of friends who are in the military, but... Um, I have friends who are in the FBI, lots of kinds of different law enforcement, and they all, whether it's a company or whether it's these organizations, they say the same thing. 
when it comes to the military, there's these political guys who run for Joint Chiefs of Staff and things like that. They were in the military, and they've gotten into the political side of it. They're not the boots-on-the-ground kind of no, soldiers. No. The soldiers don't go for this shit at all. But they're creating the um, the the culture of wokeness in those companies. But I don't think those the people in those... We're not talking about Google and the IT companies. We're just talking about... Great example, Target. Guy I know is very high up in Target. And they did... I told the story before, but I'm going to repeat it. When they did their transgender bathroom deal... They said, yep, we're going to do transgender bathrooms. And their stock price tanked, went down 10%. It took them a year to recover from that. And the reason they did it was not because they wanted to show their politics. They thought that they were going to get a bunch of shit for not being pro-trans. Because they, they were reading the tea leaves from Twitter and places like that. And they didn't realize that the average target person target shopper doesn't give a fuck and didn't want politics injected in this stuff i don't i think that's that's simple because they they do realize the average voter or average target shopper doesn't give a fuck they know that they know there's people out there that don't give a shit about this or that actually uh, oppose this and they don't care so this guy that i know was in a meeting with the ceo and the ceo said we're not getting involved in politics like this again great because he he didn't do it because he had an agenda he did it because he thought that was going to be the best thing for Target. And I think that's Does he what... think the woke crowd is, is the majority of America then? No, I think they view the woke crowd as much Powerful? Bigger, yes, much bigger than it is, and the ones who are just going to cause... Well, they are kind of powerful. Yeah, so... I mean, we've all had those situations where we've been in an argument or a discussion with somebody, or in, if you're in a customer service position, you've dealt with a customer you know is wrong... And you just go, look, if I just fucking cave in right now, this is going to be over and they'll go away. And they do. And what a lot of these companies are afraid of, and I'm not talking the IT companies because I think those are very uh, infiltrated by people on the left. I think that's mostly what they are. But your average person at Target or uh, a company like that. Let's talk about Pantene. Well, hang on a minute. So those companies don't have big social agendas. They're just trying to steer their way through it without taking a bunch of shit. But you can't know which one's which. Right. And because they're not just trying to stick to it and say, we're staying the fuck out of this. And Michael Jordan, I've said this before, had a great point when somebody said, why aren't you more politically active? He goes, because Republicans and Democrats buy shoes. And that's where it needs to be. But I really don't want to, I'm not, I'm not going to accuse these companies. Again, I'm putting the San Francisco-based IT companies in a whole different category. But your average company, Lowe's, Walmart, stuff like that, they're not trying to make some big agenda here. They're just, they don't have a good pulse of what the average person thinks. And so they think, you know what, if we stay out ahead of this, we'll look good and we look look socially aware and... uh, you know, we've got... Um, or they see cancel, cancel culture is a lot more powerful the, on the left. Yeah. So if, if you piss off a, a very small amount of people on the left, they can make life very difficult by, you know, targeting your business and protesting and, and raising a stink. And I think Rob Manfred, I don't think he was trying to show that he's, you know, uh, pro people of color kind of thing. I don't think he was trying to do that. I think that is an added bonus. What he was trying to do is not have people protesting at baseball games. He wanted to just get the season opened without, because they already have the mask issue uh, because uh, Texas, the Texas Rangers, they opened yesterday with 38,000 people in their stadium. They just packed them in. They said, fuck it. We're having everybody here, Um, which is, in my mind, how it should be. So, uh, but if you don't like that, then don't go to the damn game, you know? So I think he was looking at it going, we're already going to have problems with that. We just got through COVID. Let's do this as quietly as possible. And he thought, hey, if I get involved in this and virtue signal, this will go well. And it always spins out of control on people. Yeah. Every single time. There are countless examples of when this stuff doesn't work for them, and yet they still continue to do it. And why? Because they're, one, trying to be good capitalists and keep their stock price up. But the most important reasons are, one, two, they're out of touch 
Yeah, they're with, sucking at with, trying to understand who their consumers are. With normal people, because they're paid millions of dollars and live in gated communities. That's fine. I have nothing against that. But don't pretend like you're smart when it comes to who your average consumer is. And the third reason, and the most important one, is they don't have any solid base of principles. Yeah. They don't believe in something. But I think we need to start supporting companies that do. I agree. You know, um, I brought up Pantene. We might as well I'll, I'll reference this a little bit. There's uh, so Pantene pushes an LGBT agenda with a commercial featuring a trans child and lesbian parents. Did you hear the commercial? No. So uh, uh, I'm not going to play it. I'll just read some snippets from it. This is from um, Patriot Daily Press. So obviously it's going to be a bit biased. So um, it goes. Uh, time to find a new shampoo brand. The hair care company Pantene is now pushing LGBTQ propaganda with its products. The brand that became famous for its 1980s commercial featuring an attractive woman looking into the camera saying, don't hate me because I'm beautiful, has now hopped on the trans agenda that erases women altogether to promote transgender visibility. Pantene's new commercial fe- features lesbian par- parents Ashley and Ellie and their gender dysphoric child Sawyer. Sawyer is a biological boy who, who says he is a girl. And they've got a picture, and I mean, it's unfortunate. That's all I'll say. Um, so here's the commercial. This is what. It, so this is when a lesbian mother says, uh, "This is Ashley Sawyer's an old soul. She's our spunky and creative kiddo." He, yeah. And I love how they use this, like, so this, uh, this down to earth, homey. Uh, oh, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sawyer also happens to be a transgender girl. Man. <laughs> I remember the first time she he was out in the community wearing the clothing she he wanted and her hair his and she kind of he. <laughs> was herself himself and that was the first day where I saw her him she has always been he super gender creative I don't know what that means <laughs> and hair has been a big part of her transition his. once she he told us them <laughs> that she he identifies as a girl boy she sorry not identify is a boy okay he she immediately wanted to grow her hair out his oh boy this is <laughs> there's too many she's <laughs> she's hers <laughs> so so sawyer says it made me feel good and confident and it made my insides match my outsides categorically false did he start menstruating? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but funny. <laughs> I just got a little asthma attack from that. <clears throat> Look, and there are plenty of people who will hear that and say, well, Rooster is, you know, transphobic. No, or and you're not being mean either. Uh, you're actually looking out for these kids that are confused that have these parents with the fucking agendas. Look, these two lesbian mothers, they are they are brain fucking this kid. Yeah. They've been doing it since since the baby could before it could even speak. They wanted this little boy to be their little boy girl so that they could get more attention and be featured in Pantene commercials and talk about how great they are. It's uh what's the term for this? When they fuck their, when people fuck their kid, a Munchausen by proxy. When a parent, when a wow. when a mother fucks their child up to gain sympathy and to get attention, that's exactly what this fucking is. Yeah, and it's disgusting. And you know what they're gonna do? It's not just about. Well, she he. wants to be who she is Him. on the outside, like she is he. on the inside, and that go. You know, growing hair was a big part of that, right? Yeah. And then so is um, hormone um, replacement therapy and and chemical castration. Yeah. So as soon as we can possibly get Sawyer into, you know, get that chemical neutering done, we're doing it. Because, you know, it's all about, um, you know, um, growth and, and being accepted in our community. So, so they want to be, have their, their woke kudos and their LGBTQ, BBQ, WTF, um, um, parties and and cocktail parties and and be the the bell of the ball because they've got their transgender kid who was in a Pantene commercial highlighted a Pantene commercial you fucking pieces of shit yeah 
Um, 15 years from now, we're going to see one of those little pop-up ads on the side of Facebook says, where are they now? Oh, the Pantene kid murdered 13 There's going to be a lot of that happening. We're going to see 15 years, like you said, down the road, there's going to be a spate of all these kids that are like, fuck you to their parents. What did you fucking do to me? There reminds me of that um, one of the earlier manifestations of this was there was twin boys that had a um, botch. One of the boys had a botch circumcision. Ugh. So the cauter- they used a cauterizing thing oh. instead of a knife and burned his, his little wee-wee off, basically. So the parents go, well, what do we do? And the psychologist got involved, and he's, I can't remember his name, but he's a real piece of shit. Who was basically stop telling the story. Yeah, he was doing experiment. Mm. It was like a social and, and experiment he was doing. He was like, I'll tell you what, we'll just go the whole way, turn it into a, oh. turn, him in, tur- turn the boy into a girl. And what, what happened to these twins? What do you think? What do you think ultimately happened to these twins? I don't know. I'm trying to think about just about anything else right now. Suicide, both of them. Oh, fuck. Well, did you? I mean, there was a couple of kids, a 19 to 21 year old, who just did a murder suicide, killed their parents and their sister because they said their parents were going to be too sad if they killed themselves. So they killed the. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just happened. I heard about Holy it on the shit. news this morning. It's down in Texas, I guess. Wow. These two had a pact to kill each other or to die, but. They killed their parents and their sister, too, because, you know, I mean, it's just this it's this fucking narcissism, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I I should come up with the name of these boys and then the psychologist. Cause it's no, like, don't, because okay. I'm trying to scrub this from my mind right now. Just yeah, you know what? It's, if you look it up, it's one of the earlier instances where they were they were trying to, you know, raise a boy as a girl without telling him that that's what happened. So they they did this to this poor kid. He, yeah. he finally real found out what would happen and tried to transition back to a boy. He was interviewed on, I don't know if it was Oprah or some, some talk show. And he was like, yeah, it messed me up. And he goes, hey, you know, I'm trying to, trying to function as a, as a man now. And then you come to find out he commits suicide. And then shortly after his, his brother did, it's like, it's sad. So people say you're transphobic. No, I, it comes out of a place of hate. No, there's no phobia here and there's no hate here. Well, honestly, there is hate here. I got to admit that. I hate these parents because oh, yeah, they're, I do too. Cause they're fucking destroying, pro- probably destroying with a very high probability, destroying these these uh, kids' abilities to have any kind of like um, um, productive and healthy psychological life. Like they're going to be miserable the rest of their lives. Well, and the problem probably is, short lives. The problem is, and you can cite these studies on and on and on that show that that you know they say that. Uh, Trans people wind up killing themselves way more, so we got to let them transition. Well, post-op, they kill themselves at a slightly increased rate. Yeah. Because it didn't fix. Yeah, they realize, oh, shit. It didn't fix anything. I still anything. hate my, my body and myself. I still see problems with my body. Yeah. Yeah. And and it didn't work because I didn't. I really don't actually feel like, it, like I'm an actual real woman. Because guess what? You're not. Well, and I think, look, not to go too far down a rabbit hole here, but- you know, uh, I'm sure we could get a social psychologist, someone like a Jordan Peterson, to explain this stuff. But I'm not one, so here's my guess: people say, you know, we um, we socialize kids that boys can't play with dolls and girls can't play sports and blah 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 blah. No, my feeling is it's because kids are mean little bastards. Kids act like a pack of wolves. They cut one from the herd and they kill him. You know, if they show weakness, they jump on them. So a kid who stands out gets attacked by other kids, not because adults tell them to do that. That's because that's human nature. Right. And if you think that doesn't happen, like uh, organically, go on someone's Facebook page who has a diametrically opposed opinion from you politically and express yours and watch the people fucking pile on, you know. And they do it because they feel like they've, and they say, no, we're just, we're, you know, beating down the hate and we're doing all this. Listen to the vitriol from you people, yeah. you know, and it happens on both sides right now. It happens more on the left, but it's, you can't say the right's innocent of that stuff either. I mean, the right invented the term snowflake, you know, to just say like, shut up, go away kind of thing. So it's human nature to do this. I had this discussion with a friend of mine. She's like, we have to be better as people. I'm like, we're the best people we've ever been. Yeah. And and the problem is with the left is they've they've clung on to this victimhood mentality 
so they can't get past it because there's nothing left after that. So like when racism's, you know, not a big thing, they have to invent it. They have to invent hate crimes. They have to invent, there's so many instances of false, of uh, fake hate crimes like Jesse Smollett. Yeah. There's, there's more of that than there are real hate crimes at this point because they're so desperate to have that victim status. And the same with the trans thing or the gay, most conservatives at this point with the gay marriage, they're like, whatever, I don't care. Most conservatives are that way now. Even religious conservatives are like, do your thing, but just don't, you know, you're not going to get married um, in my church under the, under the, you know, the eyes of the Lord. But, you know, you, you guys live together. I don't care. Live in sin. I love, I love you. I just hate, I, I love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. Well, but, so go ahead. And we're all sinners, you know, so, so mostly they're accepting. Mostly the right and even religious right are accepting of all this bullshit. It's not good enough, though. I wouldn't it's say it's never going to be good enough. I wouldn't say they're necessarily accepting. I shouldn't. As much yeah. as tolerant. I, I sh- yeah, that was the wrong word. You're right. Tolerant, but <laughs> or but, ambivalent. Yeah, and and but it's not good enough. And, and even if it was good enough, even if they came like full circle to what they want and they want they they were they were celebrating it, they'd have to invent like with the racial um hate hoax hate. They'd have to invent hoax hoax hate. Well. We have a couple of mutual friends who are gay. Mm-hmm. There was one of them I was having this discussion with ten years ago, and I said, "Why are you fighting this gay marriage thing so hard? Why are you Why are you pushing it so hard?" I said, "All you're really doing is alienating some people who aren't sure how they feel about it. That ten years from now, this is just not going to be a big deal." And he said, um, "Yeah, well, I have rights and blah blah blah." And I'm like, ah, "You know, I don't disagree with that, but you don't you don't have any more rights than anybody else has." And he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, I can't marry anybody I want." I said, you know, I can't marry a guy. He goes, yeah, but you don't want to. I said, that's beside the point. Whether I want to or not, I we have the same rights. But I said, just, you know, you got to let this go because eventually it's going to come around to this. That's the way society is moving. And I said, you know what this is? This isn't about uh, you want people to just live their own way. You want people who disagree with you to have to be, to have to acknowledge that it's legal. And he goes, well, what if somebody told you, you and your wife weren't married? I don't fucking care. Right. It doesn't, what the government. Their opinion of me does not matter. What the government thinks of my relationship with my wife is inconsequential to me. If you tell me, oh, you're not legally married anymore. Fuck, I don't care. Am I going to be like, well, we got to sell the house. And no, just be like, fuck you. Yeah. And so I said, the reason gay people can't do that is not because they want people to acknowledge them. They want someone, the government, to make people who disagree with them have to acknowledge that it's happening. And I said, you will never get them to do that. It will not happen. Even well, if they have to stick well, their fingers in their ears and go, la, la, oh, la, la. And then that's where they, where they, uh, the cancel culture comes in because if they can't make them accept or celebrate, then they want to completely obliterate their ability to function. They want to make them suffer. They make it so that they can't get a job. They can't provide for their family, um, that they, that they can't, uh, you know, fly, <laughs> you know, they can't participate in, in the traditional life of American life because they want them punished. I'm just tired of people caring so hard. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't, what I don't understand about, you know, and I use Facebook as an example, but it's the best example I can think of, you know, just a fucking narcissism that people have. They go on there and they post, you know, what their temperature was that morning and what they were eating. And, um, you know, who cares, you know, but they want people to be like, oh, that's so awesome. And all of this. And if you if someone that, you know, posts an opinion that you don't like that you disagree with. These people you don't even know who know them start jumping in and talking about what a terrible person you are. And I'm like, this morning I woke up and I didn't know who the fuck you were. And tomorrow I will have forgotten that you ever existed. So what makes you think that you having an adverse opinion of my opinion matters to me one goddamn bit? Well, and but people have got to stop pretending that one, I care what you think of me or two, that I should care what you think of me. And three, stop fucking caring with people you don't know think about you. That mindset is not what the left has. The left's like the left, all everybody that I know that's on the left, they can't wait to get on social media and post and put the little sticker on their chest that says I voted. 
and, and they're so fucking very proud of the fact that they voted and they have to display it and they get kudos from all their liberal liberal friends. Not one of my conservative friends do that. Yeah, but dopamine works works the same way for people on the right too. It's just they don't I don't do see the virtue signaling as much. It might happen a little bit. Pro- I mean, probably not as much, but they still put stuff out there to be recognized. Same for with the COVID saying. vaccine stuff. Stop posting your fucking um, um, COVID papers on. Um, it's as if you voted. The same person that that every time does the I voted with the smug smile on their face did the COVID thing too. It pissed me off. I'm like, knock it off. The COVID vaccine papers. It's it's no different. Let's be super stereotypical. Uh, if some guy on the right goes out and shoots a 10-point buck and posts a big picture of himself yeah. holding antlers with a dead, he's not doing that because he's totally satisfied with what he did. He wants to show it off. Yeah, he's bragging. Yeah, he's bragging, and he wants people to be like, oh, sweet, but that's I guess, awesome. Yeah, I guess you're right. But it, so it seems he, more impressive to me to actually, when you go out and do something. I get, and it's probably because we agree with it. Yeah. But here's my thing. Well, I don't agree with hunting. Well, I don't like care. 10-point buck hunting. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, if you're going to eat it all, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to cut the head off and stick it on your wall, it's your own business. You know, don't <laughs> just shoot it and leave it dead there. Yeah, yeah. As long. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, everybody does this stuff. But what I don't get is why people fucking care. I post pictures of my kids because my kids do stuff that I'm actually proud of. Yeah. And yes, people people say things like, oh, doing a great job, dad. And I just want to go, that. no, no, no. That's not why I did this. I want you to understand that my kid did a thing that's hard. And I'm proud of my kid for doing that. I'm not trying to say I'm an awesome parent, right? I'm just trying to say my kid was awesome. And I'm trying to express that. You know, and and you could say, well, that's kind of in the same realm. I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you. But it's not me, 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 me. It's not uh, Munchausen by proxy, (laughs) you know. It's just because I take my own self I try and take myself out of that equation but I just I can't I don't understand posting pictures of your food I don't understand posting I'm flying from here to here I'm guilty I, of that by the way I know I just don't fucking of get the, it of the food posting yeah but you I will say honestly you've had a few times where you're like look I made this and you know you're not known for cooking <laughs> right and so when you do it I don't do it all the time no or, or I'll have something weird like squid yeah. Like, look at these little fucking octopi. Yeah, you do that most. They're little Cthulhu's. <laughs> you just want to throw My dog wouldn't even eat this. <laughs> but I, I honestly believe the world would be better if people didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? And people would be like, oh, so you wouldn't help your neighbor? No, I'll go out and help my neighbor because it makes me feel good. But I'm not doing it and posting it on Facebook going, oh, I helped my neighbor jump his car this morning. Because I don't need that fucking affirmation from people. Yeah, but I do want some appreciation. Yeah, I want my neighbor to say, hey, thanks, I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah, that's all. Because I, I, I don't want him to go overboard. Someday you may, uh, I, I've had times when I've come back from a trip, like spring break, and it snowed while you were gone. You're like, fuck, we're going to get home at 8 o'clock at night. i got to fire up the snowblower, and i got to blow the damn driveway. And some neighbor has done it. I'm just like, man, that is the best thing ever. Yeah. You know? And then next time you see your neighbor, you're like, hey, neighbor. Nice, yeah. friendly wave and smile. Sometimes you don't even say thanks for because it's been too long. Yeah. Say thanks for, by the way, they know because you're like, hey, you're getting that nice, friendly smile and you're like, you know, you they know you appreciate it. Yeah. And my neighbor may say, hey, we're going to be gone for three days. Can you check our mail for us? Absolutely. I yep. will do that for you. Yep. And so when I say I want people to not care so damn much, I don't mean don't do things for other people. Stop pretending that it makes you something other than what you are. Just do things that make you feel good as a human being, you know, not because you want some sort of fucking recognition for it. Because do things that if someone did them for you, you'd feel good and happy that they did that for you. Do that for other people. Well, you know, it's funny because this this goes into some of the things that Malcolm X was saying. He goes, you can't trust white people who want to do things for you to sort of, I'm going to use the Simpsons term again, embiggen themselves. (laughs) That's a great word. And he, he's, he was right. And that's what all these fucking white race hustlers and the liberal party are doing all the time. Look how much I care about these little guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're not as cool as me and I'm helping them. So I'm a great person. Mm-hmm. You know, you people who keep saying, oh, they're just like everybody else. You don't, you don't see them for what they are. So you're bad people. You're like, I see them as a person, you know? Yeah. 
You don't see their struggle. That guy went to fucking Harvard on a scholarship. I didn't, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, he was, he was, uh, it, you know, slavery and stuff. Like, it didn't seem to hold him back. Yeah. Well, you went on a pretty good rooster rant there, but uh, I've got to finish this article real quick. Go it's ahead. almost over. So after the the little boy, I mean, gir- girl, boy. Schmer, Schmim, boy, Schmim, boy, uh, said it makes it made me feel good and confident. It made my insides match my outsides by growing growing the hair out and using Pantene and menstruating. So one of the one of the mothers mother said this was a kid who knew who she was from such a young age, and as a mom, you always worry about your kids being loved and accepted. So I'm always telling Sawyer to never hide who she is. Hey, always be herself. But listen to this himself. Never be afraid to step out and exist as the person who she is. But how hey. how much of this was telling Sawyer to never hide who she is? Hey. Like, since since Sawyer... Okay, we get it. We get it, Mr. <laughs> it's getting confusing for me. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> but but that's the thing. This is this shows the level of indoctrination and, and, and the Munchausen by proxy they have. Because you can tell by the way she's talking. He's like, I've always i'm always telling sawyer to never hide who she is and you've done that since day fucking one where you've been saying you know doing the non-gender oh no you can't play with trucks no 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 that we're gonna we're gonna and and the uh, sawyer the kid comes out and says uh our family motto is everybody loves everybody no matter what path you follow it means I can be who I am, no matter what. It doesn't matter because everybody loves me. Okay. My advice is just to be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you who you are, except your fucking lesbian mothers. I'm sorry. Apparently, everybody loves everybody as long as you fucking agree with me. Yeah. As if you if you think differently, you, yeah. I not only don't love you, I fucking hate you. Do you think his lesbian parents, when he wanted to play with a truck or a, or, a, or made a toy gun out of a stick, do you think she, do you think their she, disapproval? Um, didn't affect him going, oh, well, my, my lesbian parents um, hate it when I do this, so maybe I need to start like playing with dishes and, and dollies and, uh, and prancing around in a skirt. And look at how they smile and laugh and affirm me when I do that. When, when, when one of the lesbians is mad, how do they say, wait till your father gets home? Hmm. They can't do that. Well, one's got to be like, One's the butch, right? I don't know if they do butch anymore. They yeah. might be lipstick lesbians too, you know? Mm. So, well, I saw their picture, so. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it, it's, 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 they were, they were transforming this little boy into a little, into a little, like, um, gender dysphoric um, wreck since, since they fucking adopted or had him, however I, they had him. I agree, but here's the problem, Okay. I 100% agree with the idea that we want our kids to be loved and accepted and all of that. Okay? I mean, when your kid isn't getting bullied at school or something, it is a tremendous weight off your shoulders. You just, your kid doesn't have to be loved. They just have to not be ostracized. I mean, that's one of the greatest fears you have as a parent. Yeah. Okay? What the fuck are these people doing to their kid? They are guaranteeing ostracization. But they think this little woke, their circle that they're in is going to be nothing but affirmations and, and, uh, and going, celebrations. Because going back to what I said earlier, we're not as people that great. We're not that noble. I mean, we are the best version of what humanity's ever been because we're not murdering each other in droves. You know, we're not enslaving entire uh, continents of people. We're not doing that anymore. Okay. But we're not great. We're not these noble savages and kids are the worst of us. Yeah. Kids are mean. All right. I remember back in the eighties. You remember that first kid? Um, I think his name was Ryan white kid who wound up getting kicked out of his uh, grade school because he had AIDS Oh. and people were saying, Oh, you know, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't chase this kid out of school because he has AIDS, you know, these other kids shouldn't be afraid, blah, blah, blah. And the principal of the school or the superintendent, whatever, said, look, it's not because we're worried about the kid infecting other kids. He said, kids are mean. You know? Yeah. Kids are mean. Yep. And, yeah, what were these kids going to say to this kid when they found out he had AIDS? And, by the way, they knew he had AIDS because it was splashed all over the cover of fucking people all the time. Yep. And so... What have they done to this child? 
Well, there's a one line in here. This is the last of the article I'm going to read, but this one line by the Patriot Daily Press, that's actually pretty good. So it goes, one wonders how genuinely supportive these radical mothers would be if Sawyer expressed himself as a traditionally masculine male. And why did those who supposedly oppose gender, quote unquote, constructs always reduce the expression of womanhood to outward features like hair? Yeah. Because, you know, it's just a construct, but but it's so important, so very important that he parades around in a dress and grows his hair long. Why? It's just it because it makes no sense. I know. I don't I don't get it. And again, I'm all for I don't care if you're a man, woman, whatever you want to you want if you're a guy and you want to wear dresses and grow your hair out long and have people call you Nancy. I don't really care. I'm going to think it's weird. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to reserve the right to say that, but I'm not going to try and stop you from doing that until the point where you tell me that, no, you're really a woman. And I have to acknowledge that. No, I don't. I don't have to say that you're a woman. Again, every cell in your body is replicating as a male one. Yep. Your entire body thinks it's male. So, and don't give me this. Why was just born into the wrong gender? Fuck off. No. What you, what these people need is they need therapy to accept who they are. It's just like the people that have other kinds, types of body dysmorphia. Well, and they say, like, I've never been comfortable in my own skin. Like, every cisgendered hetero Post, person. Post-pubescent uh, kid. Yeah, like, yeah. everybody was ever like that. Yeah. No, most people have a bunch of fucked up shit left over from, guess what? Hanging around other kids because mm-hmm. other kids are mean. Well, and then most kids, when they go through pubescent, puberty they are all kinds of uh, aghast at things their body is becoming and if you say well yeah you hate your body you need to change your body no you need to let the process happen and you'll get over it mm-hmm. but they don't they don't do that anymore they have to they have to meddle they have to get in there and fuck with everything it's just like the cultural marxism where they have to fuck with society and not let it take a natural course or capitalism take a natural course they have to get in there with their hands and fuck it all up well i mean i was asked one time what's the secret to success in a business because i'm my own business and i'm like uh owners getting their ego out of the way if a thing is going well an owner or ceo thinks you know what i bet i could improve this because i'm smart (laughs) and i can step it no if it's going well leave it the fuck alone yeah just you know wait for something to catch on fire or something to start to fall apart before but if it's running smoothly don't fucking touch it. Yep. And almost without fail, owners and CEOs do that all the time. Yep. I mean, the the uh, the virtual ditches of uh, economic history are full of companies that were going great, and somebody decided to change something and it fucking fell apart. Yep. So what else you got? <clears throat> um, a little bit local news here. Um. So St. Paul has a um, program that they're doing uh, where they give guaranteed uh, $500 monthly income to, to people. It's like the, it's like the guaranteed, um, guaranteed minimum pay mm-hmm. thing that people have talked about, like uh, Bernie, Bernie and AOC. Well, they're doing it in St. Paul. It's a pilot program and it's called the, uh, well, this is from our representative Jeremy Munson, Republican. Here he goes. The first $500 payments in St. Paul's guaranteed monthly income program are being distributed this month and will continue each month for 1.5 years. This is a pilot program for pure socialism. This isn't some lofty liberal idea. It is here and it's happening. The city of St. Paul uses its CARES Act funding paid for by all taxpayers and the mayors for Guaranteed Income National Network to come up with the $1.5 million needed to fulfill the pilot. Mayor Carter announced the creation of the People's Prosperity Project last fall. The first pilot gave the $500 payments to 150 families in the city. The $500 payments are deposited directly into individuals' accounts, have no strings attached or work requirements. The recipients have been chosen at random, but Springboard for the Arts says 75% of the individuals will be, quote, black, native, and or people of color. So there is a requirement that the program be racist. Like like Elizabeth Warren native or, <laughs> or like real Native Americans. Yeah. Look, you know what I say about this? Do it. Lean into it. Make, it. make it twice as many families. Just do it. 
Because it's going to fucking melt down. But it just sucks that it's using taxpayer money for all these fucking bullshit. Um, in the short term, it's hurting people. It's taking money that could be used for better things. That well, Things that of, are made for none of this is good. betterment of, of, of our society, like actual potholes. Yeah, none of this is good. I mean, you give people 500 bucks. Police departments. And all of a sudden they can afford more shit, but you haven't made more stuff. All you're doing is driving inflation. Yeah. All you are doing is just making the problem worse. I, I saw Elizabeth Warren talk about this forgiveness for college debt, and she's just making shit up. She says, uh, somebody said, why 50000 Why not 10000 She says, well, because we found out that 50000 takes care of 85% of people who have, uh, who have a lot of college debt, and the rest of them are well-to-do people. So... You know, they can pay it off. She goes like a plastic surgeon. Yeah, they have higher student debt, but they can pay. There are no plastic surgeons with tons and tons of debt. By the time you're a full-blown plastic surgeon, you're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. You know, so she's making that up. But then someone says, well, what about the people who've paid their debt? She goes, well, this is good for them, too, because it's not good for people who have have the economy of, uh, of um, you know, people who are held back by this. No, you're going to drive inflation up. And nobody ever explains to these people the reason that you have escalating costs in college is because the government keeps giving out more and more financial aid. Stop giving the financial aid out, and within two years, you will see the cost of college plummet. Right. Because if you give people free money to buy stuff, the cost of the thing that they buy just goes up. It's a very basic economic principle. When you give somebody free money, somebody else is, is going to suffer for it. Well, you don't need a better example than um, what things cost during the gold rush. Right? So everybody's flooding to the Klondike or California or South Dakota, wherever that particular gold rush was. And what happened to the cost of shovels and camping equipment? It skyrocketed. Why? Because people needed it. There wasn't more of it. And some people were getting very rich, you know? So there's yeah. money pouring into these places. These people who are providing that stuff aren't getting more and more of it. So next thing you know, they just start charging exorbitant amounts for these things. And people paid it because they had to. And that's yeah. where we're headed with this. Well, it reminds me of another program that they're doing. And is this? I think this is federal, isn't it? The one where they're saying that the, if you don't have to make your payments to your landlords... Yeah. So they're they're doing that where they they just extended that, um, saying that you can go. I think it's another two months without paying. Yeah, it's but an eviction moratorium. There's no fucking uh, stipulation on whether or not you can afford to make those payments. Right. So you don't have to prove that you have hardship based on COVID. You don't have to prove anything. You just don't have to pay. And that landlord, that landlord that's that's trying to, you know, um, make ends meet himself or herself. They have bills to pay, and they rely on that income in order to pay those fucking bills. And you're stopping that income, and you're putting them in, out of business, or you're putting them in the fucking poorhouse. What 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 recourse do they have? Well, let's look at what's going to happen here. What's going to happen is you have these people who have been going a year without making payments, and then when that moratorium goes away, they're going to have to start making payments. They're just going to bail. Yeah. They're just going to disappear in the middle of the night, you know, Maybe even trash the place just because they can. Well, is there going to be a stipulation saying that they can't be charged back back uh, rent? I, I don't think so. I think they're going to have to owe it, you know. I don't think so. I think they're going to come out with another bill saying, no, you but, can't ret retroactively uh, charge I don't, that. I don't think, no, because the moratorium did not stop the payments. It suspended the payments. So they still owe the money. But, you know? but if they're month-to-month month to month renters, it's, there's not they're not building up a backlog of payments. Yes, they are. Yeah. So if you pay a thousand dollars a month in rent, and they have and you this, skip the payment for three months, you still owe three thousand dollars. Mm, they'll find a way to stop that. They they can't, they can't do it. Okay, but they won't need to because these people will just skip out. Yeah, they'll go somewhere else. You know, and what are they what are they going to do? Because the people who they go to stay somewhere else are going to need those renters. You know. And so even if they're even if they have some issues with their background check, they're still going to take them. Now talking to a banker, I know I said, "Do you think that means a lot of like fourplex, eightplex kind of places?" He goes, "Nope, those generally aren't in trouble because they're not real expensive, 
and the people who had them can kind of make those payments. He says, what you're, what you're going to have a problem with is these big apartments that have 50% of the people weren't paying them. The bank will forgive that for a little while, but pretty soon the bank's going to say, hey, we need that money. And that person's not getting foreclosure uh, um, moratoriums. Now, they are to some degree, but it's not going to last as long as a rent moratorium. You know? I mean, this is insane. Yeah, the social and financial engineering being done, it's just creating more problems than it's fixing. And that's consistently what happens. Well, and what's going to happen is some of those properties will go into foreclosures. Banks will take them. They'll sell them cheap. And who are they going to sell them to? They're going to sell them to richer people with more money who can buy them at a discount. Yeah. So they're pushing the middle class, the smaller people out. Well, the same thing they've done with this COVID shit where they had big businesses like Target and Amazon are like reaping yeah. reaping their rewards. You can't and go to church. Small businesses and churches are getting fucked. Can't go to church, but uh, 5,000 people can walk through Home Depot yeah. all day long. Or, or just a little specialty business where yeah. you're not selling everything to everybody. But you have a, a specific brand or a specific thing you're selling. Like you're selling just coffee supplies or something. Yeah, because you're, you're not essential. A little boutique and you're done. You're fucking. You can, I just went to um, um, a little entertainment complex area nearby me where they have a theater, uh, Icon Theater. And then they had a bunch of restaurants. And I was like, oh, I forgot all about this place because of COVID and all that. And I said, well, let's check it out. Let's, there was a really cool little restaurant. It was kind of fun. Closed up. Completely boarded up. You know all the stuff was taken out of it, not coming back. And, uh, you know, a couple of the other restaurants were open. They, they had people outside the patios and inside, you know, but this other, this little kind of specialty, it was like a tiki bar restaurant, you know, especially restaurant just couldn't do it. And yeah. they, they closed up and I'm like, Oh fuck, that place was fun. And I can see it was a little bit overexpensive, but I'd like, I'd like to go there and have a drink and then go eat somewhere else. But they obviously they couldn't make ends meet because of this sucks. Well, and you know, the problem, we, we hinted about this uh, universal basic income stuff they're talking about doing. Um, you know, I've heard people talk about this saying, I mean, smart people like Sam Harris and smart people I respect, like Jordan Peterson, saying, you know, we're going to get to a point where technology is eliminating the need for people to have jobs. You know, some people who can't get other jobs. So we're going to have to do something for them. But guess what we're finding out? That there aren't enough people... For the jobs we have. I mean, even though McDonald's is, uh, you know, not hiring cashiers because they're putting the kiosks in, they still can't find anybody to work in their restaurants. You know, we have we have less need for employees probably than we ever have, and we still can't find any. Yeah. And so, you know, this idea that you give people this money, it just, it incentivizes, sorry, I hate to use it, it motivates them to not do anything. Because most people would rather have a modest level of comfort and not have to do anything at all. Yeah. It you takes know? out all the stress of your life. Well, think about it this way. The example I always give people is if you could create two things. It's a magic drink. You drink the one and it cures all forms of cancer. Boom. Gone. Or you have one that tastes like chocolate milk or Mountain Dew or whatever it is you want it to taste like. And makes you lose 30 pounds in a month. Well, I know what I'd pick. The cancer one. Yeah, you would. Yeah. But which one would make you rich? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The diet one yeah. would. Yeah, absolutely. It serves no purpose other than to make you look good. Yeah. No. And you would be, what, 10 times richer than you were with the cancer? I bet you 100 yeah. times richer. Yeah. You know? Because people would be like, this is awesome. I can drink this and look like whatever I want. Yeah. You know, uh, it it's insane. And so people just want, they want, and there's nothing wrong with wanting the maximum amount of output for the minimal amount of effort, unless your standards are really fucking low. And most people have really low standards. And yeah. so that's where we're going to get is, you know, 500 bucks when people say 500 bucks is a huge amount of money to some people. I'm sorry, it shouldn't be. No. It shouldn't be five hundred dollars. Like they always say, uh, you know, um, a person working at McDonald's can't afford to feed their family on those wages. Like they're not supposed to. No, that's McDonald's is a job for high school kids to have. Yeah, you know, 
until they prove that they can show up on time. Or the Walmart greeter can't afford to feed their family. Well, the Walmart greeter is supposed to be the some supplemental supplemental income for like a retired person. It's not meant to be a guy with a family of four, you know, yeah. feeding them with that. That's his job. The man or woman working at Home Depot on the weekends is a person who's there because they like telling people how to fix drywall and yeah. paint, not because they're trying to raise a family. Right. Yep. You know, and and people go, well, that person can't get ahead. Look, show up at McDonald's and do your job for a couple of years. Someone will go, hey, I think we got something here. And they will move that person up to a shift manager or something. And even if they don't, you get to go to somewhere else and say, here's my resume. I worked at McDonald's for two years. You're not going to be running the place in two years, right. but you will continue to step up. And it's it's a very simple process unless they do the you know that raise the minimum wage to the point where the company can't afford to give bonuses to or pay raises to everybody if they're going to all the lower end uh, workers are going to get this big bump because they're forced to and then you're going to have the manager types that sit there and go i'm making a dollar 50 more than this fucker that doesn't show up half the time and i'm stressing out because i don't have enough people working yeah. here and i gotta make the schedule yeah and i, and I got all kinds of work to do and i got all the responsibility and i'm making a dollar 50 more yeah fuck this i'm out yeah or i'm just gonna be resentful and be a really shitty worker and maybe they were good at their job yeah and now they're out yep you know so anyway well if you want to uh, contact us email it's rooster at com or crow at com, And you can check us out on our Facebook page. We appreciate any interaction with there with us there. And that is the uh, Bread and Circuses podcast. See you, bye.